Just do more fry, man. Uh, vocal fry. Vocal it's fry. all about the vocal fry. It's like the grudge. Exactly. I was just thinking that. I was like, and then I thought of the ring, and I was like, if you watch this in seven days. So if you listen to this, you will die. seven days later, you will die. Um, we don't really have an intro, so we're, I guess, just going to go for it. Hello, and welcome to A Strange Exchange with Seth. Hello. We also have our lovely, wonderful comptroller. Hi. I'm in the control room. Hi in the control room. Are we going to do that every time? Can no, we just make I that a thing? Not. Okay. Oh, well, oh, anyway, I guess anyway, we could. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, so how's everyone doing today? Okay, nodding's not going to do anything <laughs> I'm, I'm for I'm good anyone. so far. I have nothing to complain about. Same. Uh, I'm actually feeling really great. This podcast is going to go up at some point and maybe not anywhere near where this event happened, but... Uh, all three of us actually went to a really great comedy show last night. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I feel so energetic about it. And um, I really want to shout out these people. I actually have a bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff to read out from those. So before we actually get into it, uh, let's um, let's open our shit and do the thing. Let's get started. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone open your beer. Ready? Yeah. <sighs> clink, clink. Drink. Yeah, first of all, the Glaze show the other night was spectacular, and I was actually really happy to have a chance to thank Michael Glazer at Glazer Boo 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 Ho Ho. No, wait, Boo Hoo Hoo. Glazer Boo Hoo Ho Ho Ho. Ho Ho Ho. He's Santa Claus. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. There was uh, uh, the show is always great. Every time we go in there, it's really good. And last night did not disappoint. We saw Jimmy Seinfeld. The best part was it was uh, Neil Brennan was doing a set, which I was like, "Whoa, Neil Brennan's doing a set. This is awesome!" And he killed it for like a good solid five, maybe six minutes, and then he just stopped in the middle and said, "And I had my friend, and he's coming into town." And I said, "Yeah, I'm doing a thing over at the thing," and he says, "Okay, I'll be there. What time? Nine thirty." And he's here. So, then, ladies and gentlemen. Jerry Seinfeld. And we're all looking at each other Fucked like, up. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right. Good joke. Yeah. <laughs> fucked up if true. It was. It was true. And, and therefore fucked up. Fucked up. <laughs> the best the best part about it though, and this goes out to the to the whole world at this point, Loke laughed at Jerry Seinfeld for four solid minutes. Now granted he did, did seven, but still she laughed. I laughed through the majority of the set and like honestly, if I were going to rate it as like a comedy set, I would give it a full like nine out of ten. I would All recommend right. it All right. completely. Yeah. So no, wait, like, there's even... there's something brilliant about the fact that you're scoring one of the greatest comedians of all time as a, a nine. nine. A nine. <laughs> I mean, there were there were jokes that I personally did not enjoy or like, and that's fine. But I know other people would enjoy and like them, and I took that into account when I was listening to them. So so it's a like, full weighted scale. There's a curve. What totally. whatever. The best part about it to me is that it was lab. He was literally shopping work. Totally. That he just, it was and brand he new stuff. It. A bunch of those jokes he might never tell again. Either way, I laughed at Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah this is, that is some a fact. kind of. Is, if, you, if we ever see you sneaking views on the actual television show, we will forgive it at this point. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna. I honestly feel like I really. This is. This is a huge thing for me, and I hate to admit this. I feel like I have to give it a good solid try. <laughs> I I honestly do. I feel like I should give Seinfeld another chance. Glaze is a great show. Um, and our friend Mike Glazer is just a wonderful, kind, generous host who loves everyone. And, and food. 
and food well, and weed we had pie like we literally had free pie, pie. oh and, and i want to give a shout out this is uh that was some of the best pie i've had in a long time and i went ahead and picked up some information amber's baked goods fits at amber's baked goods dot s-i-m-d-i-f.com and uh they had like six pies there i guess last so night good. Mm-hmm. they were delicious mm-hmm. i had mm-hmm. i had a salted honey something or another I'm so and i'm still thinking about it i didn't it get to fantastic. try it but i fucking loved the strawberry balsamic like it okay, blew my brain i keep saying blew my brain and i mean it every single time you guys have to you guys have to call is phone number 951-733-4578 or instagram at amber's baked goods that's with an s amber's baked goods uh and she's uh, offering if you refer a friend you get 10 percent off both orders Oh, so. shit. I'm going to order some stuff. You got hooked up with Amber's Baked Goods. That's some great stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so cool. that that was not our main point, but that that's how I'm feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, like, real hyped up from that show. Yeah. Agreed. It's a great show. Well, I was I, I could not get past the fact that I was, like, really excited to see Neil Brennan, and it turned out he was just killing it, and then they upped the ante again. And, and then the girl that went on after... She was fucking great. She killed following Jerry Seinfeld. And that was the best thing. She came off and she was like, how was the set? And I looked at her. I said, you got warmed up by Jerry Seinfeld and you slayed that. Yeah, Yeah. she did. Also, such a nice person. Like we hung out afterwards. That's my favorite thing about these shows. um, Aside from feeling great throughout the entire thing is the people who hang out and hang around. Like we've made a lot of friends through this show. And I, I think that's exactly what it was about. Yeah. It didn't hurt that he occasionally chucked out free marijuana and stuff. Totally. Well, yeah. Anyway, let's go. So, yeah, we have um, a full episode already, but uh, we also have a full episode ahead of you. <laughs> so before we start, I'm going to give us a little, I'm going to give a little plug for our Los Angeles metro system. You guys go out, find the web, nextgen-survey.com, fill it out. You get some freebies from the metro people and it'll help them figure out where to put buses. People who don't live in Los Angeles probably won't help. Disregard. But, um, <laughs> if you do. Do this. That's nextgen-survey.com. But I think we're going to start with uh, LA Wildlife. What's been, what have you seen around uh, downtown Los Angeles in the last week? What's been up? You know, I have seen some interesting shit recently. Um, I was on a bus. I had taken the day off of work. So it was a Monday. I was taking a bus back home from Echo Park. I was just sitting there minding my own business. Some crazy person on the bus started throwing shit at me. Like actual shit? Luckily, no, not actual shit. But it was stuff that he had like in his bag and in his hands. He like, you know, In your general like direction or at you? Trash. Why did you deserve trash? I don't know. I'm not certain. So it was one of those buses that has like the middle thing. So it's it's an extra long bus and it bends in the middle. That guy had his bike in that little middle section. And again, it's like fucking eight o'clock in the morning. So it's it's early, whatever. There's not a lot of people on the bus. He's throwing stuff at me and just yelling like, you bitch ass, motherfucking bitch, bitch, bitch. He said the C word. Yeah, he started calling me a cunt. And uh, again, making eye contact with me and throwing stuff at me and shit. You know, everyone on the bus was very confused, but nobody was doing anything because really, honestly, at that point, what do you do? So the bus driver pulled over. It was between stops, I guess. He just pulled over and I ran out of the bus. And uh, 
this guy followed me on his bike and started kind of like riding around me. Same guy? Same guy. So the bus driver let you and the guy off at the same stop. Yeah, yeah. That's he was a terrible bus driver. Yes, he, he was not. He should be at fired. The same, not a stop. He was not right. that invested. So I get off this bus and this guy is kind of circling me on his bike, but there's an older man at the bus stop, and uh, again, it's a completely different one than we were supposed to stop at, but we stayed there anyway. And as this guy is circling me. And yelling shit still. This old guy looks at him and just kind of watches him for a little bit. And I, you know, watch him too. And we keep like kind of moving forward a little bit. And the guy eventually rides off. And this older man says to me, wow, some people can just be like so impolite. Yeah. (laughs) Duh. No shit. And or hello. No shit. He talks to me. I, I still keep walking like down the sidewalk and stuff. And he was like, oh, you know, we're like, where were you supposed to get off? Like, I feel like this isn't the, the, the spot that you were supposed to get off at because he could probably clearly see that I was kind of confused. <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, yo. And he was like, oh, hey, like, uh, like, where were you supposed to get off? And I was like, I don't know, a couple blocks away. Like, this is the cross streets. I told him I was going to walk. For the rest of the way. He was just like, oh, well, you know, it's it's a pretty nice day. I could walk with you if you wanted. I was like, you know what? Okay, sure. So me and Ron, we walked all the way through an entire part of town, like an entire neighborhood, and uh, just had the most pleasant conversation about it. He was really nice. We talked about my Buster Keaton tattoo and old films and how all of his friends were dead, so he didn't have anybody to watch films with, which wow. was really sad. Yeah. But he was so happy. I, either way, he was just like, you know, yeah, like, you know, I, I don't know anybody anymore, but I've lived a really good life, and everything has been really good for me. And I hope everything is good for everybody else, and they find the good in their lives. And I was like, oh, sweet, baby angel. Yeah, Ron. and you just found that at a bus stop? Some people Ron. would kill for that kind of person. That's, like, so kind. So, God bless Ron. He left me. Uh, We had to part ways at some point. We made it through this entire neighborhood, and he had to keep going forward, and I had to take a right. And we shook hands, and that was when we found out each other's names was on parting. Oh, so you didn't even know his name the whole time. Nope. The best part about this story to me is that the the whole of Los Angeles is filled with terrifying things. And this is the first of the LA wildlife stories that hasn't come up to be like... It has a good ending. There are plenty of great things about being in Los Angeles. It's just one of those things where, like anything else, if you go looking for all the bad things about a place, you can make a list as long as you're armed. But if you go looking for the good things about a place, you can also make a similarly long list. And it's really a matter of perspective, you know? It is nice, though, because you're right. Most of the L.A. wildlife stories don't have a good ending, and mine didn't have a good beginning. At least it wasn't bad all the way through. It Exactly. That's what I'm saying, but it started really bad. It's like the benefits outweighing the risks. That's kind of like the, the lawful good that we kind of just experience, and then occasionally we go in opposite directions. But... I had met a friend at a bar. There is some backstory to this because I did bring homemade waffles to this bar and (laughs) he brought a flask full of maple syrup and it was a great time. I paid way too much for wine and then we went outside and smoked a joint and it it was great. But we went to the 7-Eleven down the street 
to get some more beer. But as we were about to turn into the 7-Eleven parking lot, there was a guy with a shopping cart at the bus stop. He walks up and, and gives him the rest of the waffles. A whole waffle left. We, we ate one waffle and then gave the rest to this guy. He then asks if we can get him a squirt. Like the soda? I assumed so. I mean, it's a valid question to ask. You know what? He actually might have been asking for something else. Wait, we gave you a waffle and I want a squirt. Yeah. Well, I guess if if you got somebody who's being nice, you may as well go for it. His asking for it was more like a... Oh, this would go really good with a squirt a soda. Squirt. And I didn't get it, I mean, but I was wrong. like, okay, whatever. Squirt does not go say, with waffles. Wrong. Squirt does not go with anything. Wrong. It, you're <laughs> right. It makes you thirsty. We're like, okay, sure. We're going in there. And we start walking away. And this guy is yelling after us the directions of how to get to the squirt in this 7-Eleven. He's like, when you go in, you're, you're going to immediately go to the right, two aisles over to the left. And at the back, there's a cooler. And in the cooler, you open it up. It's on the bottom right. It's squirt. Squirt. He knew exactly where it was. He knew exactly where it was. But he didn't stop there. That wasn't it. (laughs) He wanted to make sure we knew exactly what squirt was. He he leans over and he says, it's like Sprite, but not clear. (laughs) And at at that point, I was nodding. I'm like, yeah, dude, I know what squirt is. Does it say squirt on the label? Probably. It's like a cloudy Kind of whitish in in a green bottle. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Cloudy... Cloudy Sprite. Cloudy Sprite. Yeah, he was right. It's like Sprite with an infection. Dude, and not only was he right about the description of what Squirt was, he was 100% accurate about his directions (laughs) in this 7-Eleven store. Did the man get his Squirt? He did. We went ahead and got him a liter of Squirt to go with his waffle. Damn. Full on breakfast. Breakfast at 10 p.m.? Yeah, it was around then. Did Did he ask you for anything further? No. No, that was it. Squirt and a waffle. Yeah. Beam, beam. <laughs> How can I help you today? I like a squirt and a waffle, please. Beam, beam. A smoke and a pancake. A squirt and a waffle. What's, wait, wait. What's, what's the actual lyric to that song? It's uh, squirt and a waffle. Bam, bam. I, I have no idea what you're referencing. Quick sidebars. Weird beverages. I told you about Tahitian treat. Fruit punch soda, right? Yeah, I mean, that. I could get down with that. No, nope, fuck it. Yoohoo. I'm oh fuck that! It's not nope. chocolate milk no. like water. No. It's like chocolate water. <laughs> yes, but its name literally beckons. Yoo-hoo. No, <laughs> have you ever had those like uh, cool. belly Wait, washer uh, drinks with like figures on the on the mouthpiece? Yep. I don't know what you're talking about. Belly, belly washers, which is mm. already a terrible name. That just makes it sound like it's giving you a fucking, like you're drinking it's soap. Epic-hack. I'm gonna give a shout out to my people in the south. Do you know what an icy is? No. Yep. They call them slurpees Oh, here. I see. I, see. I thought yes. you were saying, like, I see. The, nope. the letters I and C. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an I see. I they, see. They, they, like, in in Southern California, you go into, you ask somebody for an I see, or you say, I want an I see, and they look at you like you're probably some kind of crazy person. You go in the South, you look for a slurpee, they're probably going to arrest you. I mean, you only do that in parks at night, right? <laughs> right. It's exactly. Or, there's a hole in the bathroom wall. It's a wholly different dessert <laughs> entirely. Holy. Shut up. <laughs> What else is a weird beverage? I had one last night. Southern California thing. Cactus cooler. Orange and pineapple. Orange and pineapple. It's that doesn't weird. sound bad. No, it Wait, wasn't. just orange juice and pineapple no, juice? No, it's orange and pineapple flavored soda. Oh. And that's it. There's Different. no alcohol? No, no. Then fuck it. Okay, fresca. Don't care. Um, Tab. 
Remember Tab? Tab is terrible. Tab? It's like Diet Coke on steroids. It's, it's just so, like so much worse. It's so addictive. I didn't think it could it's get worse. It's so addictive. Once you start drinking Tab, you can't stop. Diet right. Diet right. No. Yeah, I heard it, that shit give you cancer. Well, it's the same. Is it aspartame? It, well, it's aspartame. Same as, yes. same as Tab. Yeah. It, the flavor that was the main ingredient was also the one that gave you cancer. And it tastes like cancer. My mom told me that it caused memory loss. Gloss? I want my memories glossed over. That sounds memory good. Memory loss. She told <laughs> me she told Don't me lose specifically it. that it caused memory loss. My my LA wildlife story this week was a uh, cautionary tale and we're going to talk about that when we get back right after this word from your sponsor. Sponsor. Uh. Bam bam. Hey, everyone, how would you like to explore space and protect Earth from all those illegal aliens? Gee, would I? Wowie, sure. Guess so. Introducing the United States Space Force, the all-new, separate but equal, totally egregious, probably illegal, money-hungry six friends of the United States Armed Forces, and you're already invited. Where do I sign up? The best part is you don't. Thanks to another branch on this already monstrous tree called the U.S. Armed Forces, NASA will finally reopen and begin drafting the best and brightest for the force. Wait. There's a draft? Sure is. Like I said, you're already invited. Think about it. A Death Star, maybe. Join the United States Space Force, because you not only have no choice, but because we love spending your hard-earned tax money on improbable and treaty-defying fun. Brought to you by NASA. No, asshole. Not super awesome. Sponsor. Bam, bam. There's a particular Facebook group that I enjoy perusing, and they have a lot of the local people who are terrified of the local people <laughs> and, and they're constantly posting things and it's it's if you read this exclusively as what goes on in los angeles you would think we live in some sort of post-apocalyptic hell hole well <laughs> <laughs> well like for so for example the other day they had a, a fellow posted uh there's a man downstairs with two knives in each hand walking around on Broadway. Absolutely not. And he shows a photo of him, and there's this fellow, and he's got two big, like, kitchen cleaver kind of Holy knives fuck. in each hand. <sighs> like some sort of Edward two knife in, wait, hand wait, thing. Two in each. In each so hand. four. Four knives. Total. Four total knives. Shit. Somehow or another, though, he's not menacing anybody, right? Because what? this is Okay, it's illegal to own a switchblade more than three inches in California, but you can walk around with a butcher cleaver and a steak knife and a bunch of stuff in your hands as long as you don't wave them at anybody and go, whoa, it's totally fine because you're not menacing. You could be just going to work. <laughs> like a, a chef in a BYOK situation? Bring your own knives? The very next day, the same person posts a different fellow walking around the street. This is, and this is how jaded we become. The best part of the story to me was that she said he had a small axe, A-X, and someone corrected him and said that's a hatchet. Also, axe is spelled A-X-E. <laughs> the best part of the story was we were arguing over whether this is a axe, A-X, an A-X-E, or a hatchet. Because... Oh, there's a guy walking down the street with a... Is it an axe or a small hatchet? I'm not sure. We should make sure before we call the authorities. Shut the goddamn fuck up and make sure that nobody hatchets another person to death or, or, axes, or axes or axes or whatever the fuck. This guy axed me. What? What did he ax you? <laughs> he axed me into little pieces. That's what he did. Shit. <laughs> that just goes up. to show how, like, desensitized we are to all the wild things that do happen like but like the guy who's taking pictures of this dude and just being like i mean he's not really doing anything he's just walking around with a bunch of knives my ass would have been so far from that like the second i saw shiny metal in his hands i would have been like whoa all right gotta go 
Well, that's funny. I remember when our, our friend came from Georgia to visit a few months ago, and I wound up saying several times to her that people in Los Angeles are hard. Yeah. Part of living in a city like this is that the realities are you develop a certain callousness to a certain side of things that you can't do anything about. And I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying I'm proud of it. Right. Yeah. And it's very different. A lot of people really don't even have to experience that. And I know I wouldn't have if I didn't leave Iowa. Yeah. I've been to foreign countries. Like there's a, if you ever get a chance to go to Switzerland, fantastic country, wonderful people, great place, not a homeless person in the country. Oh, I'm sure. Wild. Because why? Because when people wind up homeless, they put them someplace. Yeah. They keep them off the streets. They don't That's let amazing. them. That's amazing. Well, they don't let them do it. And it was. Let's it go was, to Switzerland. <laughs> it's a very fascinating thing to roam around a country for a month on a bicycle and not see anybody sleeping on the side of the road who wasn't also roaming around the country on a bicycle like your dumb rich white ass. <laughs> it's really nice. Welcome to not America. Yeah. We kind of suck. You sleep on the side of the road here, you're probably going to jail. Yep. I have a sponsor here to bring to you. This is one of my favorite things that goes on around town. This is called Finish the Ride. Uh, Finish the Ride was established for... Uh, fellow who went out and wound up getting hit and run. He lost a leg in an accident and he formed an organization that has put together these rides ever since. Every year they go out and they do something and it's called finishtheride.org. They're doing a 12 mile fun ride, a 25 mile tour de river and a 62 mile killer metric century ride coming up on the 7th of October in 2018. It's at Heritage Park out in uh, Santa Clarita. So if you are one of those people who enjoys going out and skating around, biking around, enjoying yourself uh, in the outdoors, there are a lot of great trails up there in Santa Clarita, and that's what they take advantage of. They run up and down the river paths, and although it's quite a lot of distance, there's not a lot of terrible incline and stuff. So get a chance. Get yourself out. Enjoy the finishtheride.org victory ride in Santa Clarita on the 7th of October. 2018. It is a bus ride or a train ride away from downtown LA. Sponsor. Bam, bam. I was out the other night and I went up with a bunch of friends to a bar and they were talking about cool places they'd been to. And I found myself telling a story and I don't want to drop a bunch of names. There was a bunch of people there that I was with that were notable and maybe come into another story some other time. And we wound up going to this bar in Minneapolis called the Safe House. You just walk into this room and there's a dude standing there and it's not as big as this control room. I swear there were five of us and we were standing shoulder to shoulder and we're all standing there. And the guy's like, hey, how you doing? And he's like, what do you want? And this is an empty room, right? It clearly looks like some kind of an entrance to something, but it's a very small room. It just looks like you, it's a door and a shop. As we walked in, they corralled us in the front room and... We just stood there looking at each other, feeling stupid. I was like, what are we doing here? And eventually one of the guys with us says, oh, wait, I've got this. And he walks over to the guy and he says, we're looking for a safe house. And he says, oh, right this way. And he opens a door behind a bookshelf and it opens up and there's a bar. Oh. Like a bar full of people with tables and music and a whole full bar and everything going on inside of it. And we notice that there's a closed circuit television hanging over the bar with a camera on the front room. And everybody at the bar is just riled laughing at us because we've been standing there for a good solid five minutes trying to get into this place and not really knowing what's on. And it, this is basically the routine. You go inside and you sit down and you wait until some dumb sucker walks in and they have to like figure, either they know the way in 
or they have to be interviewed by the person. And the guy waiting there, his routine is to wait five or ten minutes before he starts asking <laughs> you the questions that will even get you into the park. So everybody gets a big thrill out of it. But then it's not over. You go in and you sit down at the bar and you're sitting there like I happen to take the seat at the very end of the bar and I'm talking and we're drinking and all of a sudden there's a big bang on the other side of the bar and everybody turns and looks and while everybody's looking the bar stool that I'm on moves out of the room through a hole in the wall and I'm in another room <laughs> just sitting there what at a table by myself <laughs> and I <laughs> and I'm like in another place looking around going Hi, and somebody walks up and says, "You're in the safe house." I'm like, "Yes." Do you have a mission? No. <laughs> and they guided me back into the bar, and I just felt really stupid about the whole thing. You sat in the mission stool. <laughs> Rookie mistake. I had no clue. <laughs> Apparently, this is something they keep open for people, though, because they did guide us down to the end of the bar. You guys sit down here. There's open seats at the bar, and this was part of the routine. Apparently. So if you're ever in Chicago or Minneapolis and you get somebody who happens to be a local and knows about the safe house, don't skip the chance. Yeah. Cool. Um, I actually kind of want to yeah, go we're, there we're, now. We're, uh, how do we get in? 25 years ago, the, key, the, the password was, I'm looking for a safe house. My guess is it hasn't changed, but you might have to do the interview. And then we'll be ridiculed as soon as we enter. Probably. Love it. The that's best how I love to enter a bar. <laughs> I'm going to do that soon. So the safe house, I'll, I'll definitely keep the safe house in mind. Actually, I found a list of speakeasies in Los Angeles, and I've wanted let's to make a decision to go, go and hit them what all. The yes. What the fuck? Well, the worst of the, it, most of them are not actual speakeasies. Don't care. We know about a couple around like after hours clubs and things which are completely off the radar, but these are... The point of a speakeasy is that you don't know about it, right? But Unless you know about it. It's like it. Fight Club. Sadly, you can just Google speakeasies in Los Angeles and find these sure. articles. <laughs> Don't care. I still want to go to all of them. Yes, I do too. Because a lot of them, like the uh, Davy Wayne's where our friend works, is yeah. like you in, literally enter the place through a refrigerator. Dope. It, it, that's in, a in like a garage so set. So happy yeah. about I've never that. been there, but I've seen photos yeah, of it. And I hell? want to go there so bad. Let's go. Seth and I both lived in rural ish iowa and a handful of miles away there was a notoriously haunted house and it was called the abley house the big thing about it was it was on it was way the fuck out in uh illinois yeah it was on a bunch of uh property and there were a couple of bridges that you had to like go under in order to get to it and all of those were in a state of disarray. It was really creepy to go there. Yeah. All of the concrete was cracked and you kind of, you really had to have like a pretty hardy vehicle to get over all that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Because when we went there, the one time I was there with you, I was driving my mom's car and this wasn't just a car. I mean, my mom had a Dodge Charger. Like this was a car, <laughs> you know, uh, and I had to stop it. Pull o like try to pull over as best I could on this like dirt driveway. I got out of the car and, and got into your vehicle to finish the trek. My big ass SUV that my parents oh, had. That Mis oh. Mitsubishi Montero. Mitsubishi Montero. So you abandoned a charger? 
Yeah, well, I mean, nobody briefly, was around. We were like, ha- we were like we were in halfway, the middle of nowhere. We were halfway. Mom's charger. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. We, we were halfway down the driveway to this house, so it wasn't like anyone else was gonna fuck with it. So this house is out on some piece of property, like away from the road. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. miles and miles yeah. into the countryside. And nobody lives there anymore. No, it is actually something that now. people have lived in. Yeah. Uh, it was on the market a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's occasionally abandoned, but occasionally being sold. And nobody ever advertises, by the way, haunted house for sale. This house has multiple specters, ghosts, and a couple of demons, as well as a bleeding wall and a hell mouth. That is actually wow. one of the things. <laughs> bleeding <laughs> wall is actually one of the things. So before we came into this, Seth and I talked about the Abley house and mm-hmm. Seth and I have been together at the Abley house before yeah. and either way we both you know like he grew up longer than I did in that area and I'd was, never been there you were there before me and you were like a foreigner right and it was an urban legend <laughs> yeah. for yeah ever. totally you know like it's every, just something everyone, you heard about everyone in the town I grew up in heard about the Abley house like yeah. you know what it is you don't yeah. really know where it is but you know what it is we went from Iowa to Illinois to go yeah. to this house like, we yeah. left state to go see this thing. Yep. Oh, this is interstate crime. Yeah. This is a great story. Fe- yeah. This is a federal story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, again, this was like a kind of an urban legend, you know? Mm-hmm. So, basically, the story went, as, as we heard in high school, essentially, it is that the Abley property belonged to some dude named Bias. I don't I mean, know. We don't have, to give, we don't have to give the whole backstory. Google the shit, because you will find articles and, like lists of the actual events that happened that we that we know of at least and the different myths that we heard and even some that we heard as kids that aren't on the website such as the meat hooks in the cellar oh the meat hooks so basically um let me just like sum up a little bit there are uh, supposedly a bunch of murders that happened on the apple property including a big tree that they found the wife hanging from mm-hmm. um, as an apparent suicide, but uh, supposedly at least one of her children came forward and said that the dad murdered her and whatever the fuck. Most of the death that happened there is, if not proven, at least very suspect to be murder. Yeah. It's all like unknown causes, unknown causes, right. unknown causes. I mean, this was the 1850s. So yeah. really unknown causes could mean like, Got a cold. Everything, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the Abley House in Council Hill, Illinois. Take Route 20 Oof, into yeah. Galena at the stoplight. <gasps> Go east. Yep. You will run into Stagecoach Trail. Stay Oof. on yeah. that yeah. for five miles, oh. and you come to Hollow Road. 3.5 miles on Hollow Road will take you to Kelly Road, which will take <gasps> you to Council Hill. Go over the railroad tracks and down the winding hill, and you will run into the Abley House. All of the electricity in the house has been shut off, but nope. at night you can see the lights going on and off for no reason. Oh, no, I hate that. It depends, because there was a time when there were people living there. Like yeah. like I said, it was on the market, and before that, the, the photos they had on the real estate websites were photos of, like, propane grills on the patio and, like, yeah. children's yeah. toys in the yard. And like, people did actually like live clean there. clean curtains and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was inhabited for sure, but... That's but it was haunted say, as fuck. Yeah, it was haunted as fuck. So when you drove through it, uh, again, there were two tunnels and cars routinely stalled in these tunnels. We didn't really have a problem. I don't think I ever had a problem with it. No. But 
I do specifically remember like my windshield and windows fogging up and like my like you know the car getting colder and stuff like that yeah trust bitch i know so we're driving in there and again it's like you know my third or fourth trip there kind of accustomed to it yeah and i'm driving through there and i'm just trekking through i'm like yeah this is gonna be fun this is gonna be great whatever i've gone a handful of times every time was a significantly different experience fucking stop the car right before the train tracks and i start getting a phone call and it's from my mom so i answer the phone i'm like hey mom i'm surprised you got service there honestly same (laughs) what is that how did that work i say hey mom what's up and she goes hey where are you (laughs) of course so we lied and said somewhere else i don't know if i lied to her necessarily i I think I kind of skirted around the question. That's fair. Why do you care where I am? I'm 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 far away. Yeah. And uh, she um, was just like, "Hey, so uh, so here's the deal. Um, I left um, I, I left some pot in the middle console. And I was like, I'm so sorry. What? She was like, I left weed in the middle console. And I was like, All right, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah. And we, we hightailed it the fuck out of there. Just sped. I, I really didn't experience the house. <laughs> I really didn't experience anything. Nope. That's strange. It's just urban legend, apparently. So that was like a really rushing, terrifying experience. Not scared of the haunted house. We were scared of being caught with weed in the middle console of this car. Yep. So we hightail it home so that we just don't have to deal with this. <laughs> and that is a rush I kind of enjoyed. And I experienced it similarly uh, in an old warehouse. One of our friends that we both know, but I've actually known for like 20 years at this point, she had a favorite building in the town that we lived in. And it was literally just like four stories of what used to be warehouses. So we found all sorts of weird fucking shit there. An old boom box or old film developing chemicals in a suitcase. Like, I don't know why it was left there. I feel like someone should have dealt with that. Like, someone should be missing that. At one point, we found our way up onto the roof. So this is like a really confusing building. Everything, there are staircases over here that don't really connect to the staircases over there. And you walk in circles, uh, but you also couldn't. I don't know. I still don't know the layout of this building to this day. But we found our way up to the roof. And at one point, my friend almost falls through, waist deep in roof, holding on for dear life. Uh, We had to pull her up. But uh, in that same night, we also threw a, a... brick off the roof because we were like we we're like teenagers why not throw a brick off the roof of a building everyone wants to do that right yeah have we all done that as Am long I... as you're not throwing it at something no no exactly. no we we really really did our best to miss cars like we just wanted it to smash Look, that is one of the most human things when you walk up to a giant chasm in the ground you want to throw you walk up the ocean you throw something in you walk up the grand canyon you chuck something in there i mean it's like seriously we just like seeing stuff fall if if everybody visited the grand canyon it'd be full of rocks because we all chuck something in there (laughs) a a full up grand canyon what's that it's just full of ground (laughs) people kept throwing shit off the side yeah we threw that brick off the roof and really didn't think anything about it we're like okay we're we're done we're gonna go home it's like 11 p.m it's my curfew and I'm already late, so that's great. Uh, so we start to head out, and when we get down to the bottom of the building, the only way in and out is in this, like, courtyard. And this courtyard is full of 
old cars, like cars that are in deep disrepair. I couldn't really tell if there was a mechanic shop running out of that or if they've just been sitting there forever. We walk out and there are just cops out there. And we're like, oh shit, uh, we know we're not supposed to be here. The cops are there already. <laughs> like, we're not supposed to be here. Why are they here? Why were they there? Uh, probably for us. We threw a big brick off the building. I'm sure somebody saw that. Uh, we were also shining flashlights into the eyes of people who were getting out of their cars on the side street. But that nothing to do with it. It was the brick, I'm sure. <laughs> so we kind of like walk out very, very gingerly. You know, no one's really around. We don't see any cops. But we see the, the cars and, and the lights. We hear voices, so we duck behind a car. And it's the car, us, and directly behind us is like a, a walkway up to an office. And we're sitting there. The cops walk around, shine their flashlights, don't see us. Cool. We're good. And then suddenly they're behind us. So these two police officers are talking mere feet from us as we're hiding behind this car well the car is no use because we're between them and the car there was no camouflage and i was wearing a bright blue shirt this is one of those times in life though when like if you just stay really still the chances are good that they won't notice you it fucking worked too (laughs) because they didn't notice us so they went into the office and we fucking bolted we just ran as fast as we could we found the closest alleyway we didn't even stay on the streets uh, luckily, our friend lived nearby, so we ducked out there for a bit. The best thing about our innate training is that we've learned, without even trying, that if you just stay still, there's a good chance they will just move on and not see you there. And there was a lot of shit in that courtyard, too, so we could have been mistaken for anything. Like, I could have been mistaken for an engine block out of the corner of someone's eye. You don't know. <laughs> is that what you learned this week? It's not. I learned that a long time ago. <laughs> what you learned this week? So, what I learned this week is there is a scientist named Christopher Batty. Batty? Batty? Something like that. He's completely batty. Yeah, totally batty. (laughs) He's a scientist and a creator of mesmerizing and realistic animations of like liquids, hair, and fabric. Uh, But the way he does it is by using physics equations to account for how things should react. So it's really, really, really realistic. And my favorite one is honey dribbling on a table. And it goes in a swirl, and it just slowly fades out. I could probably watch that on loop for the rest of my life. Replicates the way that honey flows. Right, because of the equations involved. So not only is he creating this really cool stuff to look at, um, he's also helping to solve physics equations with his animations. Mathematically speaking, those sorts of things are really beautiful to look at because they, they, they follow a very similar formula and it doesn't matter how much honey you pour out, it all follows the same exact algorithm as to how it spreads and how it flows. That's really cool. Do you have a link for that? Link in I can, bio? I can provide one. <laughs> we'll have a link to that in the podcast. Yeah. When you look so, at the notes. So go look at that shit out. That's what I learned. Lo, what did you learn this week? I learned that there is no distinctive difference between crows and ravens. That's true. They're the same birds. They the, are. The only distinction between them is that crows are generally smaller than ravens. I was under the impression it was purely colloquial. I mean, in the South, the birds are called crows, and in the Midwest, they're called ravens. That's it. I Googled it. Yeah, I guess it's just kind of based on where it was discovered. So they belong to the same genus, which is Corvus. Yeah, the only distinction is the the actual, like, you know, names of them, raven or crow. I, I always have mixed them up, so it makes sense that they're like the same exact thing. But I, 
I never really learned how to distinguish them, so I didn't really care. Well, it's just that you can say, quoth the crow, nevermore. It doesn't sound the same. That's really the issue. I'm going to tag on to this that Jose Cuervo actually means Joe Crow. That's one of my favorite things about it. <laughs> Joe Crow? I've never heard that before. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's what you get. Is that what you learned? Uh, no, actually. Um, well, what? we just did. <laughs> <laughs> the most interesting thing that I learned this week that I did not know before was that I had not been paying enough attention to the individual votes of the people in the Supreme Court. I was uh, fairly convinced that, uh, what's his name, Kennedy, was a uh, guy on the side of liberal things. And the reality is that he's always been a liberal judge, and he's been on the court for a very long time, and he was generally counted as one of the more progressive votes. And then after all this came out last week, I started looking at it, and somebody said, look up the votes. And I did. Over the past, like, three years, he's voted on the from my perspective, wrong side of things mm-hmm. more than three quarters of the time. And I felt like, wow, so maybe this loss of a quote-unquote liberal judge isn't going to be quite so painful as we were all expecting. Yeah, but you know it can only get worse. Well, the reality is that whenever you put a new judge on the Supreme Court, they inevitably wind up turning to be more progressive and more liberal than they were in their lower court decisions for one thing they're really for one it's it's fairly fairly common you can look across all the judges that have ever been assigned even roberts they've they've always come in as a much less hardcore conservative judge than they were before because they have yeah but we're talking like we live in that b timeline where that shit doesn't matter it will mitigate things to some extent. I'm trying to be positive about this because the reality is that things are going to hell in a bucket and uh, I'm really just trying to find a bucket without a hole in it. Okay, sorry to poke holes in your bucket. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm just trying to this is, this be is, realistic. It's bad. I mean, the truth yeah. is that we're going to wind up with a whole bunch of things. I mean, all of us gay people are going to need to stay in the gay states. <laughs> Let's just be honest about it. There are bastions of civilization in all of the sea of ignorance, yes. I would go ahead and point those out. They are San Francisco, Seattle, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, Boston, and maybe Atlanta. So, well, thank you very much for, uh, like, bringing me on this week. I'm so glad to be able to continue to be a part of this. Oh, this is so much fun. I want to do this, like, every day. I can't drink that much. (laughs) That's fair. So this is where we call it. I'm in the control room. We are in the studio, and... We thank you for joining us. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Seth and Low Pod. And individually, I am at Seth7123 on many platforms. And I am at Littlefoot Low on pretty much everything. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not going to see shit. This is radio. What am bon, I talking about? Bon week. Bye.